Welcome to Scooby-Doo Legend of the Podcast. Today we are discussing Chapter 17, Chickenstein Lives. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So, first of all, what were your thoughts on this episode? This one was very active. I felt like. There was so much to take notes in this one. So much going on. Tons of extra characters. Other than our normal. Our main five. Yes, thank you. (laughs) So, this episode, we are at the National Exaggerator, which was kind of dangerous (laughs) for Fred. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, beginning at this, with this episode, Fred narrates the beginning of the episode. This -hmm. is the first time anyone but Shaggy has given us an introduction. So it is a Fred-centric episode. We get that right off the bat. And he tells us that his uncle has bought the National Exaggerator. Uncle Eddie. Yeah. Okay. How did you write his name? Random. This is... Eddie, you mean? Yeah. E-D-D-I-E, which is a feminine spelling. Because, okay, because that's how I put it too, but then we had, like, the subtitles on, and when he said his name, he did, it was spelled E-D-D-Y. Yeah, and after I wrote it, I actually thought that I should have spelled it that way, not that anybody's seeing my notes, but. (laughs) I I just thought it was interesting, I was like. You know, didn't really think about a spelling. Because why would be the masculine way to spell it? So. Uncle Eddie. Uh, Yeah, we didn't get a... Like, I mean, I'm guessing that's his first name. I would think so. We didn't... Yeah, we... I mean, he looks more like Fred, so I'm guessing he's more on the Jones side. That's what I put down, too, that he looks a lot like Fred. The blonde hair. Yeah. He had the mascot. Is that what this Ascot. is? Ascot. Ascot. Not mascot. Take I knew off that. the M. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. He had one on too, didn't he? He had something orange. He totally looked like Fred. Oh, no, yeah, he did. He just didn't have it, like, pulled out. Pulled out. It was mm-hmm. tucked in. Yeah. He just looks like an older version. I mean, they don't look exactly the same, but... Okay. Did that say his last name? Uh, yeah, this... So, Scoobypedia is saying that it is Eddie Jones, except they have it spelled E-D-D-I-E. How we spelled it. Yeah. Need to look in the credits. True. And see how they spelled it. Give us two... Not that the spelling is... (laughs) Like... Okay, but we're this far deep, we have to know. <laughs> it's not like I mean... Oh, I guess the spelling of a name is very important. Like, people always, when you were little, thought you were a girl. And it's like, T-O-N. No, that's masculine. Or T-Y-N would be a female Ashton. They always think it's tin. T-I-N. Oh, yes, Ashton. <laughs> or I always, in school, would get called Austin. And I'm like, oh. where... Is this U coming from? Where are you <laughs> dropping the H and putting the U? 
I was just gonna say voices, not the characters. Welp. <laughs> Aww. Okay. Anyway. Well. On to Fred. We'll get started here. Okay. Fred Jones. So, like we said, he narrates the beginning, says his uncle has bought the National Exaggerator, and he is ready to become a reporter for it because he loves the National Exaggerator. Mm -hmm. And he's thinking, my uncle owns it now. I have a shoe in the door to get a job here. <laughs> so, well, he does become a reporter for it, and his first... Uh, story is Chickenstein because they run into Chickenstein trying to go to talk to someone else well they were going to ask him what story he should cover and then so they were going in to talk to someone we never met editor well okay Sam Sh oh that's where he came Sam, from Sam how do you say his last name Schlock. Schlock he's the editor and so they were going in to talk to Sam and Sam was not there and Chickenstein was in the office instead. And come to find out, the National Exaggerator was closing down because Chickenstein was in there. And scaring everybody away is what I took. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, he was just scaring everyone away. So Uncle Eddie had no one to work for him. Couldn't continue it. So that's where we, we saw Chickenstein right in the beginning. Yeah, it was super fast. I think he popped up before the uh, title card told us what the title of the episode was. Oh, can't remember that. But So, of course, Sha uh, Shaggy. <laughs> so, of course, Fred is suspecting Shaggy is Chickenstein. He always goes after Shaggy. <laughs> Poor Shaggy. <laughs> But well, him and the red herring. Oh, yes. <laughs> that's his name, you know. He's not the red herring. He's red herring. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> After red herring, not the red herring. So, but Uncle Eddie joins in with Fred suspecting Shaggy. <laughs> so is he spending too much time with yeah, his uncle? Yeah, because Uncle Eddie's like, ooh, going down like... Give yeah, him a look. leaning over him. Yeah, like being intimidating. We got some background noise, if you can hear that. <laughs> we're in Vegas right now, actually. <laughs> and we're doing some painting. <laughs> Renovation. Remodeling, yep. So, it's okay. <laughs> it's Chickenstein. <laughs> <laughs> so, we also learned that apparently... Fred tells his family that he finds all the clues and mm -hmm. solves all the mysteries, and they got after him once uh, Uncle Eddie, you know, said, like, Fred, I thought you found the clues, and the gang were like, um, excuse you. <laughs> and then he finally admits to the uncle, I've never found a clue. <laughs> yep, he hasn't found <laughs> one clue yet. Poor guy, 17th mystery, and hasn't found one clue. <laughs> <laughs> so then we eventually meet another character his name is Scoop Byline who is a writer for the Exaggerator he's 
credited by Fred as the best writer for the exaggerator. Uh, but like, yeah, scoop, scoop, not scoob. Scoop. Yeah, scoop, scoop is like Fred's idol for the exaggerator. He's just like, oh my gosh, it's you, and hopes that you know he can live up to Scoop and his stories. I had written something about him. I can't find it. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, my last note for Fred is that he calls Scooby a news hound. I had that too. The whole episode. He like uses Scooby. He's like, okay, use your super sniffer. We're gonna uh, sniff out the story and yeah, he's very reliant on Scooby. He says he's the best news hound in Coolsville. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I had was at one point they said the world's meanest bully, and it was Red Herring. Yep. <laughs> I was glad Red Herring popped up again. Yeah, we didn't see him last episode. Last time, yeah. So don't like... worry, he came back. <laughs> and then... And I didn't write down who said it, but somebody said those Jones jerks need to go bother someone else. And they were talking about Fred and Uncle Eddie. And I don't write down who. Oh, I was trying to write fast. There was lots of notes being taken. But I have no them. idea. <laughs> those Jones jerks. So, which, yeah, we were questioning Eddie's last name. Well, there you go. Yeah. Several things that told us Eddie's <laughs> last name was Jones. Jones. Well, yeah, then I was looking here, too. So, yeah, his brother, Eddie's brother is Fred's dad. And then, yeah, okay. So, anyway, yeah, we're building a family tree here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Finally, for Fred. Funny, we meet his uncle before his parents. That's true, huh? <laughs> but we're going to learn eventually, no matter what timeline shift we're in, Fred just always has parent problems. It's Fred has a hard life with his parents. Oh, we learn. Sad. I mean, we're not going to learn for a bit. This right now... The timeline shift that we're in is probably his best parents that he'll have, the best version of his parents, where they actually, like, care for him and whatever, but to the point where he's like, Mom, Dad, like, don't embarrass me, you know? <laughs> but then we'll learn um, after the timeline shifts that, well, his dad, who we believe for a while isn't really his dad, and... He kidnapped him from his real parents so that his real parents would run away, stay away from town. Basically, um. uh, his fake dad said, I won't hurt your kid if you stay away. And so then eventually, obviously, you know, things go down and we learn who his real parents are. And then his real parents still aren't even that good because all they want him for, you know, they weren't caring for him this whole time. And so... They just want to use him to get to this treasure that we learn about eventually. And they're willing to kill his kids and friends and they go maniac and yeah. Okay. He, Fred has his friends and his van. And that's 
And then eventually his van, he sells his van and has a crisis, and it's a sad deal. <laughs> Fred just can't get a break no matter what timeline shift he's in. Anyway. Nicole. <laughs> For Fred. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes... Maybe if Andalina knew this about Fred, she'd give him a little more of a break. <laughs> well, that's what I was just going to say. I'm like, you know, where he's, like, thinking off the wall right now, like, oh, it's Martians and stuff. Like, just let him have it. Just <laughs> let him believe it. You know, he's got to have something in his life because his life's about to be turned upside down when he's in high school. Fred doesn't have... Doesn't have a stable in his life. Yeah. Oh. Just the gang. (laughs) The gang, yeah. At least they're there. Except. True. Well, I mean, there's ups and downs, obviously. But. Anyway. (laughs) Daphne! (laughs) Daphne was just, like, so annoyed with Scooby and Shaggy this episode. Go into the mausoleum. And Scooby is like, nope. Nope, not going in there. For a Scooby snack, will you? Nope. I will not go in there. So she says, what about a gourmet Scooby snack? And Scooby's like, oh. And she calls Jenkins. And Jenkins appears out of nowhere, like always, sets up a table, gives Scoob this gourmet plate of Scooby snacks. It's covered with the, like if you order room service or something. Yeah, the platter. The platter. Silver platter. He sits down at a table. Candlelit and everything. But Fred doesn't get any at all. It's only Scooby. I mean, Shaggy. I was going to say Fred won't eat it. No, I mean, Shaggy (laughs) doesn't. He just sits there and watches Scooby (laughs) eat it. (laughs) But before they're dragging him and Scooby and Shaggy are hanging onto the desk, we will not... Go in there. We will not. And that's when she offers him the gourmet. Yes. It's so. I, I, I'm going to be sad when we don't see Jenkins anymore. <laughs> I wish I had a Jenkins in my life. Poof! He just shows up and does work for you. <laughs> you could say Jenkins. You could say Jinkies. He'll show up anytime. Yeah. Hey, Jenkins, can you come and... Uh, Pop these floors for me? Doesn't leave until... You excuse me. Yep. <laughs> Daphne has to be like, that'll be all, Jenkins. <laughs> yeah. But we learn she has the Scooby Snacks still. Daphne does. So that hasn't changed yet. I'm waiting for when that changes. Oh. Eventually, Velma goes on to Velma. Okay. Um, so within that same like time frame... You know, they get chased by Chickenstein, whatever, they have the romp, and then they fall into uh, another character that we meet before. Her name is Granny Sweetwater, and they fall into her basement, and there's brand new furniture, but Daphne thinks it's tacky looking. <laughs> like, goodness, girl. Does it have to be gold? Well... And going away from Granny Sweetwater, we met Bad News Bitterman. And Daphne, after when she walks away, she says, Bad News Bitterman's dress was gross. <laughs> she did not like her dress. That's it was right. Just gross. <laughs> 
She's very... Very opinionated. And dress and decor and... Yeah. You have to put your two words in? Hey, what's up? Velma, I have, like, a whole two things, but we already mentioned one. Okay. She comes up with the plan again. So she's still running the traps. Except, is she letting Fred touch them? Because they're starting to mess up now. <laughs> and again, she got trapped in the trap with Daphne. That's all I had for Velma. So she... I don't know why I like to write down when she says jinkies. <laughs> she said it three times. It's important right now. They make a big deal out of it. Oh, yeah, they did. Because the first time... She said jinkies, yeah. and it's when she found a clue, and it was dirt from the Coolsville Cemetery. And then she said jinkies, so they went into the mausoleum, and Scoob's nose is <laughs> sniffing, sniffing. And super he's, sniffer. His super sniffer, and he's just walking. He walks up the wall. He's walking on the ceiling and just sniffing, and then Shaggy is like, whoa. Scoob, like, how can you walk on the ceiling and Scooby snot stops? <laughs> Snots? No, Snots. he stops. I can't be on the ceiling. And he falls, and he falls into a big pile of pillows. And she says, jinkies. When he falls into the big pile of pillows. Because that was a clue. And then she also says it when she was looking on her computer at one time. Yeah, her computer. It's still going. Again, I'm wondering, like, did she build a new one? Buy a new one? Because it broke at some point. We may never know. Yeah. She, she is... just has to have her computer. Well, I'm guessing she built a new one because we learn eventually she builds. That girl mm. will build and build. and. So, yeah. Go, Velma! <laughs> I don't have a lot for Shaggy or Scooby either. Goodness, it was it was definitely a Fred-centric episode. But Shaggy, well, I mean, they all do this, but they dress up as fortune tellers. Mm-hmm. And then my last thing for Shaggy was <laughs> he, like, imitates Daphne when Daphne's like, Shaggy. Oh, yeah. Hey, she says... Shaggy, Scooby, and then Shaggy says, Daphne. He like, had it. He's like, listen. <laughs> so I have through the whole thing, He, what would you call that? Like he was kind of sassy like that? Yeah. One point he said, gosh, and I can't remember when, hard-boiled horror. Yeah. He said quirky things. And then there was when they caught... The villain, he says, this chicken is going to be cooped up for a while. Get it, Scoob? Chicken? Coop? Ha 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 ha. <laughs> yeah, Scooby right now is always like, laugh, laugh, laugh. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> it's okay, Scooby. It'll take some time. You'll get it eventually. I wonder if he ever just had a day... Or it all connected. He was like, wait, I get it. <laughs> and he just like started laughing. And Shaggy's like, that was 10 years ago, Scooby. <laughs> <laughs> I get it now. 
so Scooby uh, is the actual like fortune teller, the palm reader. They trick uh, Chickenstein into getting his palm read, and he pretends to be Madame Du. Yes. And oh, that's all I had. He's a fortune teller and a palm reader. I have that they found Chickenstein's nest. Well, him and Scoob and Shaggy at one point find Chickenstein's nest. That was yeah. early on. So I thought that was funny. There was a nest. A nest. Like. <laughs> but then when Scooby fell into the pillows too, they were saying that was why would a chicken need a nest or a bed of pillows or feather pillows? They were questioning that, I remember. Yeah, and then that he popped out and was like, to get rid of you kids or something. Yeah. He answered them. <laughs> and when they were pretending to be fortune tellers, all of them, and they're like running around chasing the chicken and whatever, I... wasn't that in Granny Sweetwater's place? But... Anyway, there was the bead door. Yeah. Like the fortune teller uh -huh. where she'd go in it had and they kept going they'd go through and you could hear the beads <laughs> jingle. <laughs> yeah. So I have red herring next. I mean we've I, I mentioned him already. <laughs> I mean he's written as the world's meanest bully and the exaggerator. And Fred recognizes him. He's like, of course, it's Red Herring. Then he, like, comes alive in the yes book magazine thing. Is like His picture. Yeah. Tells Fred something. And, but we see, we see that twice. Because we see it at the end again, too. When Fred's like, it's Red Herring. <laughs> but that's all from Red Herring. We don't... We see him, but he's not... Really there? It's more of a picture. <laughs> yeah. More of his imagination <laughs> making him alive. Uh, we've already talked about Jenkins. So, Uncle Eddie. Is the cat out? <laughs> cat must be out because they're barking in that corner. So, Uncle Eddie, we've already kind of talked about him but he believes in like the wild theories that fred believes too and that's pretty much why he bought the exaggerator mm -hmm. uh he gets excited that there's a chicken stein and you know makes you wonder for a minute <laughs> oh is it uncle eddie yes uh we've also said that he suspects Chickenstein is Shaggy as well. Is that when, like when they were talking to Uncle Eddie, Bigfoot came on? It was before they talked to him. Okay. Because they were like, it's the National Exaggerator. Look, there's Bigfoot. Look, there's... Big hands. Big hands, yeah. Did they say his brother or yeah. something? <laughs> and they go walking across the screen and Big Hands has... Great Big Hands, he's dragging. He's dragging him, yeah. Wasn't there a Bigfoot was mentioned in another episode that I've done with you? Yeah, it was the cursed caller. We found out that 
Uh, all the Dew siblings have the same birthday as Bigfoot. Okay. Yeah, because we talked about Bigfoot. Uh, so once it's revealed, like, once they capture Chickenstein and it's revealed who it is, Uncle Eddie is disappointed Chickenstein isn't real. <laughs> hey, Lynn. Come here, buddy. Yeah. Thought dad was going to be loud. No, dad's quiet. <laughs> it's oh, the man. dog we have to worry about. He's going to his kennel anytime we do these. <laughs> uh, then he also agrees with Fred that Chickenstein is red herring. <laughs> so did Uncle Eddie have a red herring in his life? <laughs> <sighs> and then a little side note with Uncle Eddie... He is voiced by Frank Welker, the original voice of Fred. That voices him when he's a teenager, an adult, any other time besides when he's a kid. Oh. He still does Fred. He is the last remaining original voice actor. Oh, cool. Yeah, I know. It's We're waiting for him to announce his retirement. <laughs> Dreading <laughs> the moment. Because he is always Fred, and what are they going to do? Oh. He's doing Scooby right now, too. He's done Scooby since wow. 2002. So he's not playing Fred in the new Scoob. Zach Efron is, but he's doing Scooby. Zach Efron? Somebody, like, you can say it. Finally, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the oh. high school musical dude is he's doing Fred. He's doing Fred? Wow. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> hmm. Anyway. So, scoop byline. Scoop byline. The best writer the exaggerator has had, except now. Oh, wait. No. Okay. The best writer the exaggerator has had, and uh, he eventually congratulates Fred on his story that Fred comes up with. Yes. Okay. Scoop is the one, and he went digging through... He was digging in the cemetery. Yeah. But um, then he said he was on to something else, and was he, wasn't he was he going to dig in Granny Sweetwater's garbage? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Off. I'm through with the cemetery. Now I'm going to dig through someone's garbage. Well, he was suspicious of Granny, because why would she have a house in the middle of the cemetery? Yes. And so, yeah... He was like, I'm going to go dig up <laughs> her trash. Because they asked him, oh, so you're going to go look through her house? No, I'm going to go look through her trash. Yeah. Which, in real life, they can figure out a lot about a person by what's in their garbage. <laughs> mm -hmm. Interesting. That's really all I had for Scoop. Yeah. He was just kind of there to motivate Fred. <laughs> Good job. So then we have Granny Sweetwater. She is the best psychic fortune telling teller who lives in a cemetery. And I have a down that she's the one that brought Chickenstein back. Yep. She like did some chicken call or something <laughs> and brought him in one of her <laughs> <laughs> brought him back, yeah, from the grave. Uh but that's all I have for Granny, really, is that, yeah, she, she like, called him with a shriek. Mm-hmm. It was, like, a cluck shriek, chicken shriek. 
She was trying to speak chicken. <laughs> <laughs> she got him. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> but uh, she welcomes the kids. Like, it's like come in. Like, she was just didn't even like you know hesitate, which is interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Mm -hmm. So eventually we meet Bad News Bitterman. Uh, she was the best writer for The Exaggerator, but now she's been demoted to janitor. And she's the one that wrote the article about the uh, world's meanest bully is red herring and whatever. <laughs> and she's just, you know, upset with Uncle Eddie that she's been demoted and whatever. So maybe she was the one that said whatever you wrote down. Oh, yeah. Those Jones... Jerks. I can't, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't write who said that. <laughs> Could have been her. And she's the one that Daphne was like, gross outfit or whatever. Her dress. Yeah, her dress. She's got a gross dress. Poor lady. Uh-huh, right. <laughs> then we meet Hank Laffenstaff, who everyone... Laffenstock. La oh, why did I put Laffenstaff? <laughs> 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 Hank laughing stock laughing what? Laughing stock I think. I thought it was S T O C K. We better fact check this. Hmm. What is your name, sir? Yep, Hank laughing stock. Oh. Good job. <sighs> Maybe autocrack ruined mine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But everyone believes he is Chickenstein because of, like, a article or something that was written in the National Exaggerator. And, you know, everyone's like, well, it was uh, Scoop. He was like, well, you have chicken feathers in yes. your house or whatever, in your property and this and that. And he's like, because I own a chicken, chicken farm. Chicken farm, yep. And... Hank wants Scoop out of a job because he wrote that story that made everyone believe he's Chickenstein. And he, like, turns all red when he's like, I own a chicken farm. His whole body. Yeah. Everything goes red. He's a kind of a bigger, plump dude. <laughs> yeah, right. Which, you know, kind of makes you think, yeah, he could fit the Chickenstein costume. Mm -hmm. So, unlike a stinkweed... How did anybody fit that <laughs> costume? <laughs> yeah, Chickenstein is pretty big. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that's who I have next, actually, is the villain. Did you have anything else for anyone else? Not yet. Well, I had... I can't read the name. You showed it to me. Kaz? Mirkodwaller? Yeah. I can't remember. I gotta make more room to write. You don't know who he is? Uh-uh. Okay. Oh, I got it. You're good. Okay. So, Chickenstein, he wants to destroy the exaggerator, obviously scaring everyone away. He's a big Frankenstein-esque monster. He's white and black, but his, like, black kind of resembles almost a jacket-type thing. It's just not, like, buttoned up or zipped up or anything, mm -hmm. you know? It's kind of like a, if you went to a rock concert, you know, they, like, wear 
just that on their top. Right. Uh, and he has stitches on his wrists. Yep. He has, like, if you picture on a cartoon, chicken hands. They're yeah. Kind of have fingers, but they're feathers, but they're, yeah, they're stitched on. And he has red eyes. Uh, <laughs> at one point, he lets Fred take a picture of him during the romp. <laughs> Okay, yeah, go ahead. And then uh, he does talk kind of, you know, very, very minor sentences, but, like, he will talk, but we didn't hear him talk for a minute. First, he was just, well, he, throughout most of the episode, he makes these big clucking monster sounds. It, yeah, and it's kind of, oh, how did they spell it? Go on. I can't remember, but they would, on the subtitles, the way it's spelled would make you think, sounds like a chicken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bit Bock. scary. Bok. Bok? Yeah. Bok. Uh, what was your So during the friend? romp, the song was describing him. Yeah, as most of the romps do right now. And it says, seven foot tall with kooky, kooky cluck and weirdo, I think it said weirdo wings. Mm. And I didn't get it all, but it said slappy feet, and he's the fiercest foul. Hmm. I thought it was kind of a... Oh, no, I liked how they described him. Well, I mean, yeah, you have to listen to the romps right now in this series, because there was one... It was the episode when Daphne's room got robbed, and it described the monster. I mean, he looked like just... A chef, a like blue demon chef thing, but um, in the romp they described him as a vampire, and so we we're like, oh, oh, he's a vampire. Interesting. You know, it makes me want to go back and listen to the other romps <laughs> and see. Yeah, what else? Like, you can why pick did out? I pick up this time, but not last time <laughs> on that? But they were describing the villain. I thought it was cool. Yeah, every time they will describe the villain. I remember in the stinkweed one. Uh, it like says this weed has two feet and stuff and <laughs> so yeah it's funny you have to listen to the romps in this series and one thing we you and I have always talked about if the villain actually walks or floats Chickenstein yeah. he walks because he, it says slappy feet and yes sometimes when he's running you can kind of hear his feet Yeah. once in a while not always but he has chicken feet yeah that's what I was going to say is chicken feet you know but it doesn't like wobble or anything no you know? he's yeah he doesn't walk like a chicken so much wobbly or waddly so he doesn't float no he definitely runs and walks he is yeah he's a monster not a ghost right more or less so the criminal is casmer Ka codwaller who we never met in the whole episode <laughs> yeah but that's because he was disguised as Granny Sweetwater. <laughs> and he was selling stolen goods. Yeah, he was selling uh -huh. stolen goods. So that's why he had the new furniture. And that's why he had the pillows. He was, yeah, he was robbing and stealing. Or, yeah, robbing and stealing. <laughs> <laughs> Same diff, different word. Stealing and selling? Stealing <laughs> and selling. So. And I had... He said, Kid, those kids and their puppy. Yeah, they always mention, and, oh, I shouldn't say always, but a lot of times right now they're like, that pup of yours and whatever. And if they don't, Scooby's like, 
excuse me, I'm here too. <laughs> I caught you too. So. Scooby was a part of it. Okay. So, Chickenstein was. Kazmer. Kazmer, who was. Who, yeah, who was. Granny Sweetwater. Sweetwater. This is, I believe, the first time we've had this happen where it's like, take off a mask and then more or less, it didn't happen like this in this episode, but like, take off another mask in a way. Right. Um, we will have this happen again, obviously, because there's so many more mysteries, but... Because you take off... Take off the monster mask. The monster's Then you mask. take off their fake identity mask. Right. And I have to say, at one point... I thought it was Granny. Yeah, you did. I was right. <laughs> <laughs> and something, I, I know I'm always throwing loops back in here, but we didn't talk about when they were pulled down into Granny's basement and they were seeing all of the new furniture. The TV was on and Fred Flintstone was on TV. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was funny because we like the Flintstones, <laughs> and so it was like, oh, look, Fred Flintstone is on. Although Fred Flintstone was drawn to look more like these characters, not it wasn't Fred Fred, but <laughs> I liked that. Yeah, you caught that. I didn't notice that, and then I was looking up stuff, and I was like, wait, where did I miss this? Ha! And I had it in my notes. <laughs> when I can take better notes than him. <laughs> Not better, but catch things that he doesn't. That's, like, amazing, because, yeah, he knows a lot. So, your dreaded question. Oh. Do you think Casmer, Casmir, Casmer? Why do you keep asking me if it's dreaded? <laughs> because I have to keep a flow. Do you think he has a good enough reason to come back for revenge? I'm wording it different for you. <laughs> <laughs> his was weird like I mean not I don't know it was just executed weird I feel like well like why why was he trying to close down yeah we never got the exaggerator a good explanation on that or was the exaggerator just a good building like, think about that. Was he just using it because it was a good place for him to be? I Like, why would he go in there? My only thing I could think is they would write a story about him, basically make people believe in Chickenstein, so people would fear him and, like, believe he's real. But I almost feel like that would backfire because everyone was running away and the exaggerator was going to close. Close down, so then there wouldn't be... Which, I mean, in a way, too, that does also... It, I don't know. It could go either way because then it could also help be like, oh, Chickenstein, you know, made this close down. He's real. He's scary. He's... Right. But then after it's closed down, then you're not going to hear anything yeah. else about him. Uh -huh. So how does that benefit him? Yeah, you'd have to go somewhere else to get stories on him. Like, So it's kind of like he's stealing stuff to sell it to make money, and yet he drags the exaggerator into it. I'm sure just for the to make it interesting, they bring the exa exaggerator in because 
Fred loves it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, I don't know. This one was confusing. I didn't... I just feel like not everything connected in this one. Like a flow. Yeah. A reason for... There was mm -hmm. lots of extra people. Yeah, there was just so many people in this one. I was like, ah, can't keep up. That you're trying to say, well, what part do they play? Yep. Why was that person brought in? And yet, I liked it. Yeah. And... I mean, if we're going to look at villains... I think Chickenstein, he was, they made him well. Mm -hmm. His noises he made, he was big. I And as being a, a Stein, a Frankenstein, how yeah. they added the stitches here and there. Mm -hmm. I liked that. Didn't, did he have the bolts in his neck? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I think there was some stitches on his face or head somewhere. Maybe too. on his forehead. But I don't think there were bolts. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but I I mean not that you're going to love the villain but I did like Chickenstein <laughs> <laughs> you're looking him up I was going to <laughs> there's stitches on his like above his left eye he has fangs too yeah that's uh -huh, he has like super sharp teeth and he has um Frankenstein hair on top of his head. Yeah, and then just like the black vest type thing. I don't know, I thought he was, I thought he was well done. He, on his feet he has how chickens have, can't think of the correct terminology, but kind of like claws. Yeah. He has those. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. And it, like Ashton said, he's black and white, but his beak and his feet are orange. So, there's Chickenstein. Who actually was Granny? Who actually was? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of liked that. It <laughs> like, totally threw you. <laughs> You're like, well, even the game, we're like, Whoa. who is this? <laughs> So, is that all you had? That, yeah, I felt like I'd take a lot of notes, but then when we get going, I'm like, well. <laughs> so, okay, I have some extras now for this episode. Okay, this is just a random, like, thing of me I'm, like, noticing, wondering. Um, Scooby's fortune teller costume reminds me of... A character we'll meet later on. Her name is Lena. She's from Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Um, let me see what you think, because I don't think you know who Lena is. The thing I thought was funny too, what they were all dressed up when they were all dressed up like that as fortune tellers and whatever. And then at one point when they got scared and ran away, all their costumes stayed behind, like yeah. ran out of them. <laughs> so this is Lena. I don't know why his fortune teller costume looked now like her. I need to see. You need to see his his costume now. Yeah. I don't know why? It just made yeah, me. Yeah, I don't know. It scoops way decked out. Yeah. Like they've done the lips. Yeah. He's got <laughs> earrings on. Necklace. A ne yep, a necklace. 
Shaggy. Shaggy looks right. like a pirate. I was just going to say Shaggy right there looks like a pirate. He has a vest on, an earring, and a... Bandana. A bandana headband. A bandanded. Bandanada. Anyway, I don't know why that made me think. Well, and Scoob has a... Something on his head, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were dressed up good. And looks like bracelets on his left hand. Yeah. <laughs> Can't see his right hand right there to know. So, at one point, Shaggy says, exit stage left. And do you know where that's from? I've heard it, but I don't know. Do you know who Snagglepuss is? Yeah. Okay. Oh. He's oh, okay. pulled from him. Okay. And then, uh, like you said, you noted, Fred Flintstone is on a TV eventually when they fall into a basement. Granny's basement. And you noted that like Fred looks different. It's because he's drawn in his kid version from the show The Flintstones Kids. Oh. So they were matching because they're kids They're right kids, now. okay. So that's why he looked different there. Yeah. And then last little random note is uh, this is the first time I'm at least noticing that a lady officer is handcuffing yes. the monster. Or the criminal. I did notice that too. So I didn't write it down, but I noticed it. So timeline-wise, I just have... Well, I guess two. There's two things I didn't write the other one down, but one, again, with the whole fortune teller palm reading thing, uh, they will do this again. Scooby will be a palm reader again in a Scooby-Doo Where Are You episode. But it is not trying to trick the monster or the villain in that time. They are trying to get customers out. Oh. And so they're like, just... You know, be a fortune teller, hurry and get the lady out and whatever. And so, yeah, um, we'll see this happen again. We'll have to. What would be interesting is to compare Scoobs and Shaggy's, whoever dresses up. It's just Scooby the next time. Everyone else is down below, like, well, so Shaggy does, is doing Scooby's voice for him. And then everyone else is like, you know being the floating table or whatever (laughs) and it'd just be fun to compare Scoob's costume from this one to the next one dressed up as a fortune teller very different very different (laughs) oh this is more like they don't dress him up as a girl in that one still looks good I mean yeah that's awesome though and it's funny because this lady in the Where Are You episode is like, I want my palm red. And so <laughs> Scooby pulls out a paint bucket of red. Oh, Paints red. her hand red. <laughs> and, you know, she's all, excuse me. And, you know, so Shaggy's doing the voice and whatever. And he's all, you did say red? <laughs> anyway, this is funny. Wrong kind of red. Welcome to the English language. Yeah. One word spelled many ways, many different meanings. Then my other timeline note is that uh, as of right now, we will see Chickenstein again. 
just costume wise. Oh. We won't like see, you know, someone portraying Trickenstein again, but we'll see his costume again. So again, as of now, standing, I have Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed as the end of our timeline. You know, that's where they're most, that's when they are the most successful. That's when they're adults. They're being celebrated for all that they've done throughout their years. And so they have this museum built that is the Coulsonian Criminology Museum. And it has every costume from every monster they've captured. And it has information about who it was, what they were trying to do, blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, they... It's the grand open when we open this film. It's the grand opening of the museum, and so they're kind of going through some monsters, you know, giving some uh-huh. information on it, you know, for the press and whatever. And uh, Velma refers to Chickenstein as one of their more ridiculous foes, <laughs> and Shaggy says ridiculous. Uh, obviously, she forgot that dude tried to pluck us, <laughs> and so. We get to see his costume, and that movie is live action. So we get to see his live action costume rather than cartoon. So, and it's vastly different. Okay, so. Oh, yeah. That's his costume eventually. Oh, wow. Way different. Yeah. It would really be cool, though, to have a real museum. <laughs> Oh, I know. To mm-hmm. go see every villain? Yeah, I mean... Oh, my gosh. Well, okay, my question is with this, because... Okay, they made Scooby-Doo 2. It came out in 2004. This is before... And I've had a rant with this, with London, with this. It was before they started green-screening everything. They just plopped the actors uh-huh. in a green-screen room, put everything around them. This is when they still, like, built sets. They built everything right. for it. Uh, now, the museum... They didn't build the building of the museum. I actually learned because I met uh, Freddie Prince Jr., who played Fred in the first two live-action films. He said at the building that they used the museum for, they were the first ones to ever use that building. It was in Canada. It was They were the first ones to ever use that building in a like film production ever. And now anytime you see... Uh, like a big building that was filmed in Canada, so probably Good Witch. We watch Good Witch. Oh yeah. There's probably that building somewhere in that show because oh. it's filmed in Canada. But yes, yeah, so they were the first ones to ever use that building in a film production, and now it's always used as like the city hall or something. You know, uh-huh. just some big grand building. Anyway, so my thing is, you know, again they this is when they still built everything. So all these costumes that they made for the movie are somewhere. You know. Right. Like, where are they? Like, they could seriously, like, make in, I don't know where they do it, Warner Brothers, maybe, maybe Universal, but they could make, like, a Scooby-Doo-esque museum. Right. And put all the, I mean, they, I mean, even the plaques, if you watch it on Blu-ray, because it's in HD, you can read, you can read the plaques, and they <laughs> chisel information about <laughs> the villains and stuff. I'm like, this freaking movie... So anyway, I'm like, yeah, where is all this? Where's the set? Like, it needs to be displayed. We need to see. Like, that would be so cool to walk through. Uh, But anyway, yeah. um, That movie is really cool because of all the history and backstory of the movie. And, I mean, not every monster comes to life. But basically the shortened plot of that movie is that 
this evil mask figure takes all the costumes and has found a way to make them come alive and so uh-huh. they are like actual beings you know they're not costumes so like when the monsters are alive they're not like the costumes or the costumes alive it's like they have become an actual being and so um let's take the black knight for example i'll show you this example okay so here's the black knight okay um that's who you know that's the costume version that's right. from the uh, cartoon and we do see the costume of the black knight too so then let me show you his when he comes alive so so then here he is alive oh, like he gets cool. big he gets you know and his torso well it's so green. all the monsters more or less have like this green mist aura around them and we learn it's like because of their it's what's used to make them come alive it's they call oh. it randomonium you know it's just a complete random thing but and so it's the randomonium like coming out of them and whatever and so anyway his black knight's like torso is detached so like his bottom half and his top half aren't attached it's between it is the randomonium just floating you know <laughs> there and then like in his helmet it comes out of his eyes mm-hmm. and when he talks it comes out and stuff and uh so at one point in the movie Daphne is fighting the Black Knight and she goes to you know jab him and it goes right through his torso and whatever and she's like that's not good <laughs> like <laughs> and he's just sitting there and he says like that tickles or something like does nothing to him that one is cool again so there's that there's I mean the first one we meet is the pterodactyl ghost. Maybe we'll have to watch that movie <laughs> just on our own. So, like, there's the costume version of the pterodactyl in the movie. Uh-huh. And then... Where is it good? Okay, well, here's... Here's the poster. There's the pterodactyl ghost. They're both there's cool. Tar monster... Zombie, Captain Cutler, Skeleton Men. Anyway. Anyway. After all that, we'll see Chickenstein's costume again. Yeah, Alright. He doesn't come alive in the movie, unfortunately, but we see his costume. So he comes back that way. Yeah, at least for the moment. So, yeah, that's all I got. Me too. We made it through another one. Are you guys surviving are you all doing well are you yeah are you handling me and mother (laughs) in this season we're halfway through the season now probably not as exciting as some of the others (laughs) he's had on we have four more episodes until we have we're on to the next season then we just have one more season of a pup named scooby-doo so we're i think we're on the downward slope now of a pup named scooby-doo i'd have to really see how many more episodes we have in total but i think we're on the downward slope now we're almost done ish yeah yeah, with one with one series little (laughs) yeah the beginning at least yeah ish well we it's crazy to think because then we have so after the series we have a movie 
And again, it's so weird. The first movie we're going to do is a puppet movie. The only puppet oh, movie. Okay. But it's yeah, Scooby-Doo Adventures, the mystery map. And so uh, in that movie, again, they're kind of like in their in-between, like kids and teens are like in their tween stage and then after that they'll go into teenagers so but yeah we're we're getting close with finishing quote unquote the beginning so well and now we know um with everything going on scoob is still coming out yes on may 15th it's coming on video on demand at the moment of recording this at the moment that you guys will hear it too uh, you can pre-order it on just about any streaming service, like Amazon and Vudu and what other ones that are out there. There's so many, but yeah, so you can pre-order it. Don't you worry, can... he's got his pre-ordered. Yes, well, so <laughs> you can get it for $20 US dollars for a 48-hour rental period, or you can spend an extra $5 to $25 to own it forever. So... Yes, it's still going to come out, so uh, here's what we're going to do with that, because I've had people asking me, what, what are you going to do with Scoob? Waylon just yawned in the microphone, so if you could hear that. <laughs> uh, we're obviously going to watch it and whatever, and have to see you know, what happens in it, because we have no idea what's going to happen and whatever, uh, but you know, we know that there's kid parts in it you know there's parts when they're kids so we have to see exactly when and where and how uh so yeah i mean we're gonna watch it and then obviously i'll discuss with everyone else where they think it kind of fits in um if it if we believe it's kind of fitting in where we are then obviously we'll have to put it in somewhere right if it's in, in the timeline yeah okay. if it's in the future then obviously cool we'll fit it in where it does it's just the th uh, the big question is just because this movie is being advertised as an origin story and so i feel like you know we're around where it's supposed to go in the quote-unquote timeline you know, because the whole movie is not when they're kids. So I can't say this kind is a prequel, you know. So anyways, yeah, we'll watch the movie. I'll discuss. Obviously, you guys will know where it's going to go once we do an episode on it. So Right. Anyway. Is that enough babbling we've gone on? <laughs> right. I'm becoming blathers <laughs> from Animal Crossing. <laughs> most popular game around right now yeah, yeah really <laughs> okay guys Even I'm playing it. yeah <laughs> guys she's got a switch switch light and she's playing animal crossing <laughs> uh, kind of crazy what is quarantine doing to us i'm not even that quarantined no oh uh, well i shouldn't say that i'm working but i'm i'm doing grocery pickup sometimes you have to go in yeah. To pick up prescriptions, but I'm not just going in to shop and. Yeah. But yeah, I got a switch light. Playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> Poor Ashton, teaching me how to play it. No, it's great. <laughs> I can be like, guess what? My mom plays Animal Crossing. 
he and Mariah, yeah. and they come and visit my island and make me giggle. Yeah, well, uh, Mariah always brings gifts. She's, yes, Mariah's the best. She always is like, she here, brings me gifts. take these. Uh, anytime she comes and visits mine, or I even I'll go visit hers, and I'm like, she's like, here, I found these, and I'm like, oh, I came to your island and I didn't bring you any gifts. <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> speaking of Mariah bringing gifts, hmm. Who showed up at our doorstep with gifts last week? Oh, yeah. In so, real life. <laughs> not everyone follows my YouTube that listens to the podcast, I don't think. So, random side story. You know, we were saying we were done, but hey, welcome to my life. Um, <laughs> so, they released Scoob merch. This is partly why the movie is still going to come out on video on demand, because all the merch is out. And so, it's like, if they delayed it. Well, you know, once the movie comes out, everybody's going to lose interest by that time. And you know, the hype is right now. Really, people think about it. They've made this movie. It's finished. They've, they've got stated to, it is done. They've got to put it out there. And anyway, us personally, we're excited to see it. Are we sad we won't see it on the big screen? Absolutely. But we'll make our own big screen. We have a projector. That's what we're going to do. Times are a little different right now, so we're going to do our best. Back to Ashton's story. So, yes, Scoob merch is out. I ordered the Scoob Funko Pops and the Scoob Mystery Machine uh, online because I could, and that way I didn't have to go in stores to look for them. Anyway, so they also had action figures to go along with, like, the Mystery Machine and whatever. But they just sold out, like, bam. Like, I didn't even know... They were, like, released officially. You know, there was no pre-order date or anything. It was just like, bam, and now they're sold out. And I was like, um, excuse me? <laughs> I need a warning here. <laughs> and so, was, anyway, you couldn't order them online. I mean, as of right now, you still can't order them online unless you want to spend triple the amount to get mm -hmm. them at the moment. And anyway, so uh, one morning I put on gloves. I A glove. I had one gloved hand, one non-gloved hand, and put on a mask. I went to two different Walmarts to try to search. I found nothing, not a zero. So we have three Walmarts around us. So like one that's closest to me, one that's closer to my where my sister lives, and then one that's closest to Mariah. So I went to two Walmarts, couldn't go to the one closest to Mariah, didn't have time to go check that one. So anyway, um, l yeah, later that day I was like telling Mariah, I went out and searched, didn't find anything. She's all, oh, did you check the one over by my house? I'm like, no, I wasn't able to, didn't have the time to run over there before I had to be home. And all of a sudden, bam, she sends me a picture. Is this all of them? <laughs> I'm like, excuse you. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's, they're on your doorstep. I'm going to wait till you come out and grab them. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this girl, <laughs> everybody, this girl. <laughs> I don't think he's going to trade her in for a different model. <laughs> no, freaking. I think he better keep her. <laughs> she's feeding my Scooby addiction. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that was a random side story. So, a random side story, but I everybody had Terrell say that thanks. day and... So Terrell and Ashton got to go wave to Mariah. She yeah. <laughs> was leaving, but yeah. Thanks, Mariah. There's our... I have unboxing videos on my channel. If you would like to check those out, I am on YouTube. Um, Smash 
It is lowercase sm, all uppercase ash. If you search Ashton Hardy, it should be one of the first ones to pop up. You can find me on Twitter. I am jazz820. And on Instagram, I'm smash underscore vlogs. If you'd like to get in contact with the podcast, you can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at sdlegendpodcast. Or if you'd like to email us, you may do so. We are sdlegendpodcast at gmail.com. And that's gonna do it Leave for this episode. some comments. Yeah, let us know how we're doing. I, I always fear that, like, we're not doing so hot. When but we like, don't get comments. But everybody's <laughs> still listening and stuff, so I mean, I, I, I'm i gonna assume that means we're doing good. <laughs> if we're not getting comments. Okay, okay. I mean, because people are still listening, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we hope. What can we do different, if anything? So. So, thank you for bearing with all of our background noise. We are you know just having a party in vegas renovation <laughs> party and doggy party always a doggy party always they have to be in everything i do did you not watch my recent video waylon i got to show you he yeah made sure he was known <laughs> okay guys that's gonna do it for this episode we'll catch you in the next one goodbye see ya see ya <laughs> peace out yeah. Thank you.